gods and ghouls. Turn out the lights. And keep the popcorn coming. Because it's time for another episode of Fright Fights Podcast. Fright Fights Podcast. Get ready for your gore gang. Tyler Cavett, Chris Lax, and Mike McKinney tackling horror news, reviews, and fight for their survival. Coming to you from the Fright Fights Fear Lodge. Get ready to sink your fangs into a battle that will make your blood run cold. This is Fright Fights. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Fried Fights Podcast. And today we have a very weird episode as uh, Mike had a situation that he cannot be here tonight. So it is your host, Chris and Tyler, for the evening. And we have something special for you that we're going to be doing. And Tyler, if you want to let everybody know exactly how we're doing this tonight. Yeah, so we are making a horror tier list. Um, this tier list, if you're you guys are familiar with these for sure. But um, if you're watching over on YouTube, you probably see the screen here. We are going to actually be ranking um, horror franchises from the top to the bottom. So if we absolutely love this franchise, we are going to rank it with like an S, an A. It goes all the way down to F. So we are sitting here looking at about 150 franchises. And what we're going to do is take turns back and forth. And each of us are going to be able to, to say which franchise we deserve, you know, deserve certain ratings. And I think we can even do something where we like could like bump each other off. Like we'll do like three each. So Chris is going to get three bumps. I'm going to get three bumps. And if we disagree with each other, we have the option to bump up to three times to change the rating to what we think it should be. So what do you think, Chris? I think it sounds absolutely fun to do. I can't wait to get started. I do apologize if I sound a little nasally or if you hear me sneezing or snotting around. I apologize. I am suffering a little bit of a cold this evening. So um, We're all just dying bear here. with me. We yeah. literally are all dying here. <laughs> all right. Well, how about we kick this entire thing off with a bang with a very well-known series. I'm sure some people love to hate, know to love. Friday the 13th. Now, are, are we ranking these like the entire franchise or just the first film? No, the entire franchise. So you're thinking... Okay, okay. that's what I thought. So every single Friday the 13th film together, <laughs> here's the thing. If you just ask yeah. me like a certain Friday the 13th film, I'm going to say one thing, but the entire franchise, I'm going to say it, it's a flawed franchise. I love... love it love it is, them. it is. Um, But... Jesus, I mean, there are some really, really rough ones as well, but they're fun. So are you going to rank this on the case of like, it's fun, but it's terrible, but also at the same time, some of them are really good. Um, Yeah, we, I, th I think I think the good outweighs the bad in the situation of the franchise, uh, because if we were going by literally like the first eight films, um, it would have an entirely different ranking. But when you start putting the new line versions in there, that's what starts really declining this franchise down. 
So, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, even though it's a flawed franchise, there's a lot of stuff in there to really, really love. And we all remember 2009 all too well. Unfortunately. All right. So this belongs, I easily would say, I think that's fair. You know, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, hey. And that, like I was saying, if, if we were going based off like the first eight, then I would put it up in, in, in a um, definitely not superior because if you put S as in superior, which means it's every single thing about it is absolutely amazing. And we know that that's not truth. Um, but A just means <laughs> that there are a lot of really good stuff in it throughout the entire franchise with hardly any bad. But there, the new line stuff just is so bad in certain areas that you cannot put it in that category any longer. So I think the new line, yeah, new line really drags that franchise down. Uh, so I think I think B is a really good spot for Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Hundred percent agree. All right, Chris, you're up with this one. So, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Okay, well, this one is a really weird situation because the first movie is it's it's superior level it's it's a great christmas horror film lots of gore lots of sleaze then you come into number two which in its own self even though it's a not a very good made movie it's got some hilarious moments in it that are memorable especially the garbage day scene three and four they are not very good films not very rememberable either um clint howard is in a couple of them um Bill Mosley is in a couple. I, he might just be in, in part three, I think. But they're not really Silent Night, Deadly Night films. They're just Christmas-themed films that just happen to take the Silent Night, Deadly Night name. Uh, and then the Toymaker part five kind of jumps back up a little bit more Christmassy, a little bit more fun. Then the remake comes along, got Silent Night. And I would put this probably... Just because the first two are so good, I would put this at C. I put this at a C level. Ah, uh, okay. I, I, I'm not too far off. I'd probably go C or D as well. Um, first movie is great, like you said. The other ones suck. And who's who's the dude that says garbage day? Oh my god, the the guy's name. He's never done hardly. He's done a few more things. What's his name? Do you know? Um, Eric Freeman. Yes, yes, Eric. Um, I remember his first ever convention appearance was at Horror Hound, and people were like talking about how like excited they were to finally get like you know the signature. Um, because it's garbage day, it's like such like a meme at this point. It's so funny, and he brought trash cans to sign like actual like mini aluminum <laughs> trash cans. And I think that's nice. probably the best marketing. Imagine just having that signature next to like all the films there in your collection. Yeah. And it's considered one of the most like it's considered one of the worst movies I've ever ever made, or at least the scene itself, that garbage day scene, is considered like all time bad movies. Um so <laughs> it's still fun though. Just because it's bad doesn't mean it's not a fun, a fun film. But yeah, with the dragging of three and four and then the the remake, um, I think it belongs in, in C and, and even D to to push the limit down a little bit. But the first one is so good that it it I don't think a D level is deserving of it. Okay, so see, I'll I'll vouch for that. I'm I'm cool with that. 
So the next one here is The Exorcist. And this is going to be a tough one because obviously the absolute status that The Exorcist has, you know, the tagline, scariest movie of all time. And I'm in, you know, I've talked to a lot of people who beg to differ on that. And they say, you know, it's not necessarily a film that's the scariest movie of all time. It may have been, you know, the time it was made, um, the censorship of the time as well. But um, I am one of those people who think it's a masterpiece. Do you agree with that, Chris? Um, no. No way. So, so I, I do enjoy The Exorcist. I think it's a bit slow. Um, the, the Exorcist is a movie that terrified a generation mm-hmm. and then bored the next generation. So I, I do think it's a little bit slow, but in my defense, um, or I guess in the movie's defense, I watched it a little bit later in 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 my life than I did the other horror films. So I was already on like a fast pace of horror, like the Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Streets, Texas Chainsaws, all that stuff before I watched The Exorcist. So it being a slower paced movie as a kid, I was like, not nah, not for me. So as much as I enjoyed the scene, the you know the scenes with Reagan, uh, the head spinning around, and uh, the music itself is iconic as it is, I really like it. I just always felt a little distant from the film itself, just because of the way I watched it and how how slow it took place for me to to really enjoy it. But uh, I think the franchise itself, though, is is not very good. Um, the second one Hold with on. with. <laughs> what is it the first one I, okay here's the thing i i love I, the first one really 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 has a lot going for it though because here's the thing i i did agree with you at one point and i think we've had this conversation once before it's been a long time ago but i remember we were both like on the same page we're like you know i think it's slow you know it's not necessarily a film that's really carried its weight very well but i've re- how long has it been since you rewatched that because something happened Probably I watched it again after I met Linda Blair, which was a horrible experience. But aside from that, it really it had a lot that I went back to and I really enjoyed the second, like you know, the the newest viewing. Yeah, it, it's been a really long time. I had I think I watched it uh, a few years before I met Linda Blair, which I didn't really have a bad experience with her. I know a lot of people have, but I didn't have a bad experience with her, and um. I do probably need to rewatch it again because it has been such a long time. I mean, at this rate, it's probably been close to 15 years or so since I've seen it. But I just feel like the film – we're ranking the whole franchise, though. So I I don't think that the first – I know the first movie is, is one of the most iconic horror films ever. But the, I think just the way that I watched it and the time frame that I watched it in makes it a little harder for me to enjoy just because of, of those situations. Well, here's the thing. I, I'm in full agreement with you with Exorcist 2. I think Exorcist 2 is a mess, even though they say there's other cuts of the movie out there that's been better. So obviously, I mean, I can't vouch for that. We can only, I'm only going to go with the theatrical cut. However, Exorcist 3, that had a lot of redeeming factors. I thought that was really, really nice. It did. Brad Dorf is is really good in, in Exorcist Three. Uh, the jump scares. I think Exorcist Three has one of the all time scariest jump scares in a film, uh, in, in film history. Really, 
and it's just it's unsettling it's really interesting of a story too to bring back the original you know uh, william peter blotty came back for for that one um when you go into the the films afterwards which uh, exorcist the beginning and dominion prequel to the exorcist i know a little bit about the backstory to them but i've never actually seen them just because i'm not the biggest fan of those type of films uh, i know that the exorcist uh well dominion was filmed first and they filmed the entire movie the studio didn't like what they want what they didn't go in the route that they wanted to go with so they hired the crew or a different crew to come back and just reshoot the entire film and that's where you get the um, Exorcist the beginning. So once Exorcist the beginning came out, they were like, well, we have this whole other movie already made. What do we do with it? Mm -hmm. Oh, just throw it on a DVD and, and call it a day, um, which is where Dominion comes from. So and I don't know if you're including the TV series, but I've never seen the, the Exorcist TV series or not. Um, but as much as I like the the music of the first film and I certain scenes, you know, the the turning the head around and everything for all the right with the iconic status of how much I love exorcist and how well I like exorcist three. I don't care for anything else besides those two films, but those are so iconic and so good and so well talked about, not just by, you know, the community, but in my eyes too, I think it definitely, it's not an S or an A tier, but for me, I'm going to go B tier. What do you think about that? Um, the second movie is just it's so bad it's almost unwatchable it, oh. it is a movie that did not need to be made um but i can't fully judge on it because i haven't seen the exorcist the beginning or dominion prequel to the exorcist so i can't fully base a franchise ranking for it so i'll let you keep it at the b and uh we'll see we'll see how it goes if i get a chance to watch those movies oh okay we'll see if it adds or decreases <laughs> well we're turning it back over to you with resident evil resident evil a movie that everybody absolutely hates to talk about because they hate video game movies they hate video game adaptations in the world of horror i myself thought that the first movie was well done um what's her name um mia jokovic uh, jokovic yeah yeah, so she does a really good job in this film. I thought the action was really good. The effects are a little dated. I don't know if you've watched it in a while, but the effects for the first movie is really dated. Um, I think the creature designs and everything for the entire franchise, um, the first, second, third, which is like Extinction or something, is really, really well done. It's really interesting. The action is all there. It's, it's, a, it's a movie based on action more than it is on horror. Right. And... When it comes to that, I, I, I've never played the video game, so I don't know how. I don't think we should relate the video game part of it into it. I don't think so. Uh, just the film, just the films themselves. Um, but I, the thing is, I think there is one I haven't seen yet. I haven't. There's one that was in 3D that came out in theaters, and I cannot remember which one that was. That might have been Afterlife. I think it was. Um, wasn't it Extinction? Extinction? No, so Extinction was three. That's the one that was like the. Uh, took place in like there was like a lost fit i can't remember but, but that, yeah um, it, 3d the third one was a uh, there was another one in 3d too i believe i think it was uh afterlife might have been in 3d mm -hmm. but then there was one after that one too and i haven't seen that one so whatever the newest one that came out was for resident evil i have not seen it 
Me either. I've, I've um, stopped watching after. I think the. I think I watched Afterlife, and that was it. But with with that being said, the the movies aren't that well written. The plot is kind of basic, <laughs> and they rely specific on action to to get your entertainment. They rely on they you know they relied on the three D aspect of it. They were like, well, this movie probably won't be that good, so we need to make something to make a little bit more money. Let's put it in three D. Um, I feel like the franchise as a whole should probably be around the D level. Honestly, I was looking at C and D as well. Um, so I am not going to argue with that one bit. I don't, I personally, I know people who love the franchises, not the franchises, but the franchises should say the films within the franchise. That's what I was trying to say. And I'll say, I don't know what they see in it. I understand the video games are really terrifying. And I've seen some footage from the video games and it looks scary as hell. I mean, yeah, it's great. Yeah, but... I just, I don't think there's anything in the films or in the entire franchise that really stand out Mm-mm. above other movies or other zombie films or anything. It's just the only reason that I even remember the films really is just because they were made from a video game and people hate video game horror films. Right. So and therefore, it's just kind of a forgettable franchise. And if one that if one doesn't get made within the next fifteen years, I think a lot of people will just completely forget about the movies ever existing. Really. Oh, I hundred percent agree as well. Um, moving on to the thing. Um, this is going to be an interesting one because are there only so, two? Yeah, I'm thinking like I is there even really a fr- I can almost argue that this is not a franchise. And the reason being is it was almost like a remake. It wasn't necessarily a sequel. It was the thing from another world. And then there was the thing. And they were both based off the same source material. It wasn't it a, um, the original one was a, um, crap, the girl, the guy who did, um, his girl Friday. I forgot the director's name, but he's a really well-known director. And I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. 10 minutes from now, I'm going to remember it. I liked it. I think it's great. I think both of them are fantastic. And honestly, you know me, Chris. You know how I feel about the thing. It's one of my favorite films of all time. Top five. Yeah. Yeah. So that has a soft spot. And I the thing from another world also is up there with me too. It's not as good as the, you know, the John Carpenter adaptation. And it's just so I love it because it's so fun. It's just it's John Carpenter's like big summer action flick that takes place in the wintertime. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things. So- yeah. So I've, I've never seen the thing from another world. Um, the original John Carpenter's the thing is an absolute masterpiece. It is really scary. The hey. effects are some of the most amazing effects that's ever been done in filmmaking. Absolutely. Uh, the prequel that came out, um, what, 2011, something like that. It was originally designed to be practical effects for the film, and the studio went in and covered up all the practical effects with digital effects because they didn't think modern audiences would enjoy that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. Should we count that? That's part of the franchise. Yeah. So there's three. Yeah, there's three. Um, I've seen the 2011 one, and I completely forgot about it until just now. Yeah, I, I thought it was actually pretty decent. Um, I thought the story was really good, and I thought they related the characters and the, and the plot to toward the original film really well. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a shame that the studio went in and covered up all the practical or yeah all the practical effects with digital because it could have made a much more fun film. Um, but I don't think it really drags 
the quality of the original film uh, down any at all because it's not bad. So I think right at the A level, I still think the thing franchise holds up because that first that or that John Carpenter version is still such a great film. Yeah, it's like okay, I put like the thing John Carpenter at S tier. I'd probably put the thing from another world at A tier. I'd probably put the thing prequel, sequel, whatever the hell it was, uh, a D. Yeah, I think we're about on the same level, but I've not seen the thing from another world, so I can't vouch for that one. But just because two out of three films are absolutely fantastic, it's the movie they were watching in Halloween. Um, was the thing yep. really cool? Um, okay, so I'm gonna go A tier. I think that just the quality of those two or three films drag it up because it's like S tier plus for the thing by John Carpenter. So obviously, I think that that really gets extra brownie points and it outweighs the 2011 one, like you were talking about, Chris. Um, and that's why I think that it deserves to go with A. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think it should be right there, A A tier. The fly. All right, so The Fly, there's quite a few of them in this franchise, actually. Um, I think there's five total, which is weird thinking about a movie or a franchise based off The Fly. Um, so we have the original The Fly, uh, which, to be honest, I've never actually seen. Uh, there was a sequel to it called Return of the Fly. I've never seen that one either. No way. The Curse, the Curse of the Fly, I've never seen it. Then we move into the remake of the fly and actually a really well-made movie and it's got john or what's his name um oh my gosh i can't think of his name uh jeff goldblum jeff goldblum yes it's got jeff goldblum um, as the lead role um i think he is a really perfect person to play that character at least the way that they wanted him to be with his like fast talking and uh just extravagant you know characteristics that he had for the for the part mm-hmm. really really good I, I the only thing about it is you know with me with with slower paced movies uh, it's not my favorite of the remakes it's a well done movie but the story is a little too slow with i think the outcome is is interesting and the effects are good but all in all it's not something that i always want to go back and rewatch um there was a sequel made to it as well to the remake called the fly Two, And it, it wasn't an awful movie. It was different. It was cheesy. It almost felt like a made for TV film, to be honest, for the fly Two. Um, I think Mick Garris had something to do with it. If I'm not mistaken. I didn't know that. I think he wrote it. I think Mick Garris wrote the fly Two. It sounds familiar um, with the, uh, with you saying he wrote it. Cause I think that he, I remember reading something. Let me let me check it real quick. Yeah, I think I think Mick Garris wrote the Fly Two. Well, Mick Garris wrote it with um Frank Dara Darabont and Jim Wheat and Ken Wheat. So the Wheat brothers, Mick Garris and Frank Darabont. So there were technically three to four writers on it, which is kind of weird. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know about yeah, the other people. I, I knew that Mick Garris. It was mediocre. It it wasn't terrible. It was okay. But the fly, like the 1950s, the fly, and then the one from like what 1985, 1986, or whatever, both of those are great. And I love David Cronenberg. Yeah. So there's a lot of the franchise I haven't seen yet. So, and I'm also, David Cronenberg is 
he's one of those iffy filmmakers for me. I know a lot of people really, really love him, like absolutely adore everything that he does. You know I mean? But I am kind of on the iffy spot with him. It, it really has to be an in- interesting, fun story for me. Um, because I haven't seen three of the five films, I, I have to put it at the sea level. Hey, that's exactly, I, I was hovering it. If you guys aren't seeing this visually, I was hovering at C. I'm like, I think that's really good. And here's the thing. I, I almost would say B because it's so iconic and just the icon status and Jeff Goldblum's character and the two, like, you know, the fly, both of the flies, like the fifties version, the eighties version, they're like almost like perfect films. Not quite, not quite as good as reanimator um, with Jeff Goldblum, which played at certain right around the same time. But I mean, it's, wait, wait, what? Right? Am I getting strong? Reanimator. Reanimator. That's not that's not Jeff Goldblum. Who is that? Why am I getting that wrong? My, who am I getting confused? Hold With on. Je- Combs. Jeffrey it's Jeffrey Combs, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking no, yeah. about? <laughs> I was like, wait, it's Jeff Goldblum, right? I'm like, wait, no, I'm getting them t- the two names confused. Yeah, yeah. But um but honestly, it isn't as good as Reanimator, but still. Uh, but yeah, okay, I'll, I'll agree with the, the C tier. And um, moving on to Candyman, which is easily probably one of the most influential um, slasher films in the 90s for me. I adore the film. Too bad the sequels weren't, <laughs> weren't there with the first. Remake. Have you seen the remake, Chris? Yeah. Solid. Very solid film. I loved it. Yeah, I want to see where you place this on the chart first before I talk. <sighs> this is my first this is the first one where i'm kind of like back and forth because i i would either put the first candy man at an a tier or s tier it's going to be going back and forth and i'd probably now i'm thinking about it put it at a um however the rest of them is right down there at like the d level however the newest one's at b so i know my math is like kooky right now um and I hate doing this. I hate doing this because I absolutely love Candyman. I love the, the the remake. So it's like a 50-50 franchise. So I can't give it... I'm between B and C, and I have to give it a B. Just because the first one's so good. And the Okay. Remake. So I agree with you on the first film. The first film is, is truly a, a great horror film. It takes away from just jump scares and focuses specifically on your inner fears mm-hmm. uh, about what you know, Kenny man appears, you know, when you turn the lights out and say his name. So has to deal with the fear of dark. Bless you. Chris, if you sneeze five times, you know, what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. So I really enjoy the, the first Candyman and, it's truly a frightening film. It takes away all jump scares that are associated with other horror films and relies specifically on your inner fears with things. So your fear of uh, your fear of the dark with him, you know, turning the lights out and saying Candyman's name, because that, I mean, if you've ever done that, I don't know if you've done that before, but it's actually kind of scary. Oh, yeah. Even though you know, nothing's going to happen. Just the fact that the possibility of something, happening in your mind or whatever as soon as you turn those lights on you just feel like something's gonna be there something's gonna uh you're gonna hear or see something and it truly is scary so that aspect itself makes it really fun all right so candy man 2 
it's it's not a bad movie. It's nowhere near the quality of the first film. It relies more on just basic slasher-esque type movies instead of the fear that the first film had. There's a lot more gore to it. There's some really cool scenes in it as well. Uh, really good at makeup effects with Tony Todd. I think he does a great job in all of the films that he's in with it. But it's just nowhere near the quality of the first film. Part three, uh, I believe it was a, I don't know if it was theatrical or not. I, I think it was a made for TV uh, film yeah, in the nineties. And uh, the quality in it, it dropped lower than what part two did. But then we go into the remake and we have a, a very well done um, version of the Candyman, which technically it's kind of a sequel. So it's not really a, a prequel or a remake or anything. It's it's a sequel. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was handled handled very well, very respectful of the original of the original film and respectful of the franchise. And I can't remember the person who did it. It was a female. Um it was a it was directed by a female. And I thought she did an absolutely amazing job at creating tension, at creating um she worked with like shadows and stuff throughout the whole entire film. And it was just a really fun and entertaining um, look at uh, like the sequel 20, 30 years later, something like that. Right. So I really enjoyed it. So I would, I don't know if I would go as far as putting it at B level. I think I would have to put it at a C level for the whole franchise. Tough call. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jordan Pill um, did the producing of that one. I think that the replacement Candyman did a great job. I was so against Tony Todd not being Candyman. He made an appearance. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet. But um, <laughs> I mean, like it's it was it was solid. It really was. Um now this next franchise though, are we gonna skip this? We seen have you seen any of these? I can't Camp, even see what it says. Camp Blood. Camp Blood. Okay, so um <laughs> I have seen the first one. But it was one of those Camp Blood franchises, one of those uh, very low budget, non studio films, a very independent film. It was done by Sterling Entertainment, um, and they are one of those those companies that does, you know, no budget films. And they're the same people that I don't know if you've seen them, but they've done stuff. It's part of a franchise that does like um, Camp Blood six 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 and Go the Children of Camp Blood, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, they they also make a franchise called like Axe um, Axe Murderer or something like that Axe Gr Axe Grinder there we go Axe Grinder um, I I would not I haven't seen hardly any of them so I've only seen the first film so let's just move on okay so we're going on to the Howling oh man <laughs> okay so I I don't think we should spend a lot of time going through every every film because there's quite a bit of them right so the first movie fantastic werewolf movie good um d wallace does a great job being d wallace as she always does um the only thing that this movie is missing is i mean the the practical effects are really really good and i think the werewolf is some of the most interesting werewolves in horror history i know john landis's version gets really good credit for being the best werewolf transformation yeah. and i don't disagree with it but i think the actual like man in suit, a werewolf in the howling is a lot more fun and, and creepy than just the head of the werewolf that's getting attacked or attacking people. Um, it's a very classic film, but it does have a little bit of 
uh, a lacking in the story. Uh, there's just a very basic concept to it. Uh, and it's a little slow at times as well. You really have to watch the movie just for the end for the last like 15 minutes to really get anything out of it. Uh, part two is very, very silly, very fun. Mm -hmm. Lots of hairy people, hairy werewolves. And... <laughs> There's hair. <laughs> yeah, were werewolf orgies. I mean, <laughs> part three is weird because it was like this Australian um, marsupial type werewolf that mm -hmm. was really strange looking. And it was more of a comedy than it was anything else. Uh, part four, the artwork though. I wanted to just say that. I'm moving on. Sorry. The part four is like a the I think it's called the original nightmare or something. It's another slow path. I think it's a made for TV film. Very slow. Not part five that. takes place in a castle, I believe, almost like a clue type. Like you know, who's the werewolf? Everybody here knows that something's happening, but nobody knows who the werewolf is. Um, part six is uh, they mix. A lot of things together they mix werewolves and other creatures and stuff it's a very strange it's almost like a movie that wasn't supposed to be a howling film but they had werewolf in it so they were like let's just call it a howling film uh part seven is known for being how bad it is with like line dancing throughout the film that makes no sense uh it was a it, it was an independent movie that nobody what the studios didn't want to make anything but they this person was a fan of the of the franchise and somehow got the licensing to make it. So he made his own film, but he didn't do a very good job. And it's all like local actors that were in the film. So it's very, a very strange version of The Howling. Uh, there was a remake that came out um, 2009, something like this that, uh, called uh, The Howling. What was that called? The Howling the fuck was that called um I, i've only watched the first three i never watched the 2009 i thought it was wasn't that one just called the howling am i crazy yeah i can't i can't think of what that one's called but um yeah, i didn't think it was that bad actually i thought they did a lot of really cool effects with the werewolves uh, again the whole uh you know walking around werewolf look and everything was it was more of like a coming of age story more than anything uh and then you know with thrown in there with werewolves but there's there's so much bad with this franchise that even though that the first film is really good, um, God, the rest of them are just so awful. No, there was a um, howling in 2017. Is that the one you're talking about? 2017. It's called. No, no. The one I'm talking about was like 2009 or 2008 or something. But now the howling in 2017, that's part of the franchise. That was a, um, like a remake almost. I have no idea. I've never seen it. Never heard of it. Oh, but um, to be honest, there's a million of these things. Because it's so bad, I because some of those movies are so bad, especially Part Seven. I I got to throw this out there, and I got to put this down to F. Not even D. No. Yeah, no. I have to. There's. I have to almost take your word on it though, because I've watched the first three. I like the I like the first one pretty well. Um, the second one was okay. The third one was not good at all. Um, but for based off of what I saw, I would have went D. But then you mentioned all these terrible, terrible sequels, so I'm like, I can understand how I can go from D to F now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know what? I'm gonna second that right now because the Human Centipede's next, and that is F. 
Um, it's obvious reasons I did not enjoy these films. I also think it's ridiculous whenever they have a horror franchise out there that's trying to just deliver shock factor for the hell of it being shock factor. Um, really small focus on story at all, and they're more so just focused on like, hey, how can we gross out this audience? Um, can we even call a horror or is it exploitation? I mean, it's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, I agree with the whole aspect of that, but I've never actually seen the movies based off of those, you know, plot points alone, just because of the, what, it, what it is. So I've never been interested in watching the movie. And uh, I mean, maybe one day I will, but I, at this point, I still don't have any interest at all. So I'll, I'll take your word for it. Period. Okay. So that's on F. And Chris, we're going back over to you with Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Ooh, a very fun, um, interesting story. So it was based off an original short. I think that was filmed on like 8mm or 16mm, something like that. And they decided that they wanted to turn it into a feature film. So with hardly any budget at all, they created the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which with an amazing theme song and everything, um, Still a very dumb and fun, silly film. Uh, something that you can actually watch with like a group of people just make fun of. It's nothing that you want to take serious. Uh, there was a couple sequels to it as well. There was um, Return of the Killer Tomatoes, uh, the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Eat France, uh, Revenge of the Killer Tomatoes. I don't remember exactly. There was even a, a Killer Tomatoes animated TV show. Like I've cartoon. never watched that one. And I've never seen the cartoon either, but I, I do know of it. Um, I've seen like clips and stuff from it, but never fully watched it. So oh, it's really hard to rank it because I, from where I haven't really seen the sequels or anything. But based off the first film and just how fun and silly it is, I would put it probably around a D level. Oh, man. That's a little high for, the, <laughs> for that for me. No, that's the thing. Okay, I also have to take your word on this one because I've only watched the first one, so I can't necessarily speak to to the rest of them. But yeah, I mean the first. I mean, I, I can understand why you would go from F to D, so I can't hate on it too much. But um, man, it's pretty. You, anybody who hasn't seen Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or seen any like footage from it, I almost would say you could just YouTube it and watch some of the footage. You'd be fine because um, it's it's pretty um, it's something you'd want to just watch like after. A couple beers in. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something you want to watch just for fun to make fun of it. That's All really right. what it is. But it does have redeeming qualities too because it is pretty funny. Boogeyman, I can't I'm gonna have to I, I've seen one of them and I barely remember it. Do you remember if you've seen any of these, Chris? Do you want to speak? Uh, to I have I have seen all three of them. Uh I don't remember anything from part two or part three. But I do remember a little bit from part one. I watched it in theaters when it came out, and I remember being really interested in it because there was that whole – the trailer for it made it, well, you know, what's in the dark? The, the the ghost or whatever can only appear in the dark. So when the lights are on, the ghost isn't there. And the trailer really made it out to be a really creepy film where the ghost is hiding in the closet, and when the, you know, the door opens up and the kid's laying in bed, that's when the ghost comes out to get him. And um, it's about this guy who goes in search for – uh, you know, he goes, he was a kid, all this stuff happened to him. He goes back to his childhood home when he's grown up and all these things start happening again. And it's, it was not anything really spectacular. I don't know how that there were sequels that were made to it. Cause I don't remember it being that doing that well at the theater. It wasn't successful. And I think the biggest draw was the fact that Saul had just come out and they were using 
you know, Jigsaw. Yeah, it was almost it, to me. To you, I don't remember because it's. I don't know if you remember it being this way, but I remember the marketing almost feeling like they were trying to pull off, like, oh, this is you know, Jigsaw in this movie. Like, I had Saw everywhere, mm, right? No, I, I, no, I mean, it might have came out around the same time as, as that movie, but I don't know what you're talking about with like the whole Saw thing because the movie is about a ghost. <laughs> Let me fact check myself now. You don't you don't even know what movie we're talking about. <laughs> Let me look. Yeah, it has like it's about this ghost that can only appear in the in in dark. I watched and this. I, is that the one you're talking about? I can't see it. It has um Harry Watson in it. So this is about yeah, monster that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. There was... Okay, I'm getting... See, this is the thing, because I'm getting these confused now, because he wasn't in this one, but there was sequels. Let me find them here. And there it is. He was in... He was in one of these, I swear. Am I... There he is. He was in Boogeyman 2. Oh, Tobin Bell? Yeah, Tobin Bell. He was in um, Boogeyman 2, and I don't think he was in... Yep, he was. Well, he was briefly in three. It says. Now, keep in mind, guys, we have not seen two or three. I remember. I've seen it, but I've seen two and three. I just don't remember anything about them whatsoever. Nothing. I, I just remember. I just know that I watched them. And I'm getting confused because it's been so long since I've watched, and I barely. I remember it being absolutely terrible. Like the first one too was absolutely terrible. But um, I remember the second one being marketed like heavily off of Saw, along with the third one. Um, you can like probably YouTube like some of the I almost like want to pull it up just to like watch to see how much salt they had in there. But yeah, I think that the fact that the first one did so terribly, they wanted to like bring in something that was a little bit more exciting for the second one. So Tobin Bell was kind of like, you know, their scapegoat with that. But um, do you want to rank it or do you want to skip it? Um, I, well, you put it at F, so let's it's just a, keep it at F. Oh, it's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. all right so lake placid this is a tough one because i almost just want to go right here too i thought the first one was not that good i didn't think any of i haven't seen all the sequels i saw the second one i have the first two um we love betty white i don't know (laughs) it's just it was not i thought it was very like a little slow, kind of boring, cheesy. I don't know how. How would you describe it, Chris? It's just like I, yeah, uh, a really slow version of Alligator. Uh huh. Um, just cool effects. They have they had a really cool giant crocodile, uh, or it al- was it a crocodile or an alligator? I don't even know the difference between like how you classify. But uh, yeah, Betty White's in it, and she has a really funny scene. Uh, she's entertaining. Uh, other than that, yeah, the story is just very basic. Just nothing really redeemable there and i've never seen any of the sequels i know they made it all the way to um lake placid versus something so i think it was like lake placid versus anaconda that it made it up to so if that tells you anything right there there was a versus uh sequel in there uh i would keep it right at the uh the the f level that you're at sweet 
All right. Let's do a rapid. You want to do a rapid fire of these next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You want to do the next eight rapid fires? Sure. All right. So open water. Uh, open water. Uh, a really, really good atmospheric ocean killer. I guess you can call it a killer shark movie, but it's not really a killer shark movie. It's just kind of more fear of being stuck in the water. Uh, the sequel is actually a lot of fun that I think is very overrated. Um, I would put it at uh, probably around C. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I'm going to go Scanners here, and Scanners for me gets a D. Um, I thought Ooh. Scanners... I thought Scanners was it was okay. Scanners two and three, I did not care for whatsoever. I had the Stream Factory. I've watched both of them. I was like, maybe it was just the transfer. I don't know. And I just do not connect with these films. Yeah, I I watched the David Cronenberg movie. Thought it was you know fun, but not the greatest ever. It's part right. two and part three, I thought was really entertaining to me. I just love the aspect of you know somebody walking around with telekinetic power that could just make things catch fire or explode at any time uh there's also scanner cop and scanner cop 2 uh that's part of that franchise as well and i think both of those are a lot of fun um in their own little cheesy way as well um i would rank them probably at the sea level okay you have a big responsibility here chris the <clears throat> the evil dead uh, one of the most classic horror films of all time. Bruce Campbell does one of the best jobs at making a lovable character, most iconic character in in you know horror history as well with with Ash. Uh, the sequel is just as fun, more goofy than anything. Part three is really where you get that Bruce Campbell feel for the character. Uh, that's really where he's like heightened at the most comical level. Um, when it comes to the remake, not a big fan of it. Uh, I thought the TV show was really, really good. Looking forward to the new one coming out soon. Mm-hmm. But just because of the first three, I'm going to put them at the A level. No, no, no. <laughs> I've just no. put Evil Dead at the S tier for you guys. So thank you. Okay. I'll give it to you. I think that. Um, Army of Darkness was very good, but the first, I mean, there's nothing you can do to touch Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. Hand in hand, all day long. I love both of those films for different reasons. Yep, agreed. I, I, I would honestly, I would have probably went S, but um, I under, I can understand how it could be A as well, and I'm not going to be too angry about that. So I'm going to save my three. Um, okay. The Terror Tunes, I've never watched any of these. I've never watched them either, so. Moving on to Scary Movie. Scary Movie, can it be ranked? Is It's a parody, so how can you... It's a parody, it? but yeah, you can still rank them. I mean, the first, the first two Scary Movies are some of the funniest, funniest parody films I've ever seen in my entire life. I laugh so hard at the first two movies. And I think even even as well as the first one is, part two has the most funniest opening parody to any horror film, any film in general in general ever made. The That's parody of the Exorcist. The 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 parody of the Exorcist when you know the opening of Scary Movie 2 is absolutely hilarious. And I I love the first two. When you get into part three, I think part three is still funny, but you can see where 
losing the Wayans brothers really hurt their jokes that they had, the writing of it. Part four was awful. Part five was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I really wish they would actually jump back in with the Wayans brothers and make some more of them. But uh, because of the first two, I'm going to put them at C. I think that's fair. All right. Wishmaster. Um, sadly, and this is very, very sadly to say, I've not seen any of the Wishmaster films. So do you want to speak to this, Chris? Because I have not gotten around to watching any of these. The first one is actually a pretty fun movie. Um, it's, you know, your typical, you be careful what you wish for, genie type of film. The character of the Wishmaster is very memorable. He's kind of iconic, in my opinion. Part two is really good. Actually, I think the first one might be, uh, it's got Robert England with it. I can't remember what all, if he was just in it or if he had something to do with, with actually making it or not. I can't remember. But uh, the second one is, it's fun. It's silly. Um, not as good as what the first one is, really. Part three, not very good. Uh, there's actually part four and five as well that I think that are, like direct to DVD, low quality films, nothing really to watch. Uh, I would probably like rank them around the D level. Okay. The Lost Boys. Um, people love the film. Um, I, I didn't really care for it that much. Um, I've not seen them all. How how many are there even? Because I know there's there's three. I know I've seen the I've seen two. I don't know if I've seen. I think it's weird because I think I've seen one of the three, if I'm not mistaken. I think one was okay. The one I watched was not very. Good. I just I don't. I, it's a very forgettable franchise. Whenever somebody comes up to me and says they like the the Lost Boys, I'm like I don't really see that much greatness for it. Um, to be fair, I'll go see. I think that that basically sums it up pretty much i think the first one's pretty interesting especially with the 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 cast they got uh cory feldman and cory Haim did a great job uh with it as well it definitely felt like a kid like explorer film you know like the goonies and stuff like the kid adventure um the creative ways that they were killing vampires like every single time they killed one it was a different type of death with you know where they explode or catch fire or just melt away really cool uh, the sequels that came out years later, not very good. I remember the second one. I can't. I always get these two confused. There was one called The Thirst and one called The Tribe. And one of them is okay, and the other one is absolutely awful. The, the Tribe is notoriously, I believe, known as to be like a fairly decent film. And some people, there is like a fan base for it. But The Thirst, everybody hates that one. And, yeah, I mean, so I, I, I would be okay with either C or D. Sweet. So we'll go, we'll give the benefit of the doubt and say C. I don't know. Maybe it should go D. I don't know. We'll keep it at C. We'll keep it at C. Okay. Chris, Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps. Uh, the coming of age story about a girl transitioning into adulthood and uh, actually becoming a werewolf. Very cool plot. Very fun. Uh, really cool werewolf in it as well. It's kind of an underrated movie in my opinion. Um, the sequel, the second one, Ginger Snaps Back is also okay uh really cool werewolf in that one as well returning characters fun third movie takes place in like a prequel it's like back in time i don't really remember much about it. i just remember not liking it very much um i would probably place the ginger snaps films and probably i'd probably put them in c 
Ooh, okay. I was hoping it put them like a D or F. I can I can handle C because I, I do love the first one a lot. And I would almost say it would be B tier, but I could I mean C, I'm good, I'm good with C. So feast. Um I'm immediately going to put this in I've only watched the first one. I've heard the, the other two. Have you seen the other two? Yes, they are awful. Yeah, and the first one was not that great either. Um, it was. It's kind of funny because this was a Project Greenlight film, <laughs> and that's yeah. how it got made on HBO. Yeah, and I remember watching the Project Greenlight as they were making it, you know, week by week, and really enjoying it and really looking forward to it. I thought I thought it was really fun for the first movie. The making really cool was idea, more interesting, I think, than the film itself. Yeah, yeah, I like the idea. Like, I like the creatures and the monsters and stuff, and the gore was all practical. Uh, the sequels were so much comedy in them like they were one of those films that what can we do to shock you so we're going to throw these stupid most stupid outlandish things we can at the screen just to get a reaction out of you and and i don't like that type of stuff um i did not like two or three at all and i think that was uh uh, gulliger um not john gulliger but his son uh yeah yeah john gulliger because clue gulliger is the dad John mm-hmm. Gulliger is the one who made Feast franchise. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've never really liked, never really liked anything that he did besides that first Feast movie. Agreed. Um, I gave it on the D level. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I, I would put it there. Yeah. All right, sweet. Okay, so um, I spit on your grave is up next. Okay, so this is kind of a hard franchise to rank. Um, the first one is, you can't really say you like the movie because it's a, a, a movie that makes you feel horrible. It's a well-made movie. It's it definitely put out and set out to do what it did or it did what it was supposed to do. I should say. It's kind of like um, the last house on the left. Yeah. A more extreme version of last house on the left. Right. Um, I actually did like the movie, um, I thought it's one of those movies where you, if you go into a movie knowing what it's about and wanting to see that, then you know what to expect from it. And I think it, it really does well in that part. Um, I, I know that there was a, there was a remake that came out and there was uh, a couple sequels to the remake as well, but I've never, never watched them whatsoever. Um, I would probably put just based off the first movie, I cannot rank anything else, but based off the first movie, um, I would put it at either a C or D. Just because of the impact that the movie had and the way that the, you know, what the movie is supposed to represent. So. I do want to say we have movies in the F, D, C, B, and A tier. We don't have a single movie in the S tier so far. Fantastic. Oh, you just wait. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Um, all right, so Phantasm. Ooh, Chris, 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 what do we do with Phantasm? Because, man, you know, if okay, I wish we could rank it on base based off of one, two, three, and four. Yes, 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 I get that completely. Because if we do, if we put it from one, two, three, and four, it's getting an S. But the fact that part five is made and it's a direct sequel with the same characters, um, it's not a very good movie. Part four is not necessarily 
all that great either. I really like part four. No, I, it... the, the idea behind it where they take footage that was unused from previous films and use that as flashback scenes. So you're seeing scenes from that film that was never, ever seen before, but you know, it, it was filmed, they <clears> had it. So why not use it? And I, I just think that was a really clever idea to, to have a flashback scene with the character. Cause a lot of times I'll just flash back to scenes from the first movie, mm-hmm. you know? And so instead of doing that, you're flashing back to a scene from, you know, the 1970s that you never saw before, which I think is really cool. And I think the idea of, of getting to know the backstory behind of how the tall man became the tall man was interesting. It may not be the the best way to deal with that story, but I still think it was interesting. Anything with Angus Scram is always top tier, in my opinion. I think he's a, an amazing that well, at least that character is an amazing, iconic character, and I love everything about him. I love Angus Scram, and he's such a genuine guy. Um, the thing, you know, have you seen the work prints of either Phantasm or Phantasm Two? Because what you just said, they reminded me. I was at a convention one time. And there was a guy there who had bootlegs, which I, I, I mean, we can have a whole other conversation on buying bootlegs, but ultimately <laughs> these were Phantasm work prints, and they were you know, Don Coscarelli's personal collection of the original Phantasm and Phantasm Two cuts, the movie, like almost like a director's cut, and a lot of lost footage was in them, and I have them, and it really enhances the movie. And it has a lot of like cut out footage. Um, it doesn't make them better films, I want to say. Um, I do think that the final product was the best version, um, for sure. But um, still, I'm just almost delaying at this point, Chris, because I don't want to rank it. I don't want to. Okay, okay, I'm. I got this. So, Phantasm for me is gonna go in A tier, and that's it's in it's as close as it can possibly get to S. And keep in mind, guys, Phantasm is one of my top ten favorite films of all time. Um, it does taper off a bit, but it's it's so close to this. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Yeah, the Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, uh, I know that you have uh, a story of getting into the horror franchise from a Nightmare on Elm Street, and I don't know if that helps with the way that you rank this or not. But I Read love words carefully, Chris. <laughs> I love every single Nightmare on Elm Street movie except for the remake. I think all of them are absolutely fun, interesting. The character of Freddy Krueger is by far one of the best horror icons you can have in the horror world. With his one-liners, the way he looks, just everything about him is unique and unique to Robert England as well. Um, but the remake itself is absolutely awful. I mean, one of the worst single pieces of horror films yeah. ever created. And one of the single worst pieces of film <laughs> in general. <sighs> but even, you know, screw the remake. Let's just get, let's just complete. The other films are just so, so, so good. Even the second yeah. one. People hate the second one. I found. I hated it. I didn't like it either, but I have found a love for the second. I really like the second one as well. I think the only one that that the only one that's in the franchise besides the remake that I think has a flaw to it is Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare for yeah. a couple different reasons. Uh, one being the whole 3D aspect that they tried to film to make it 
to make it more popular or more financial or whatever. And um, just the whole, like, it was a serious film, but with these weird, quirky, dreamlike things to it as well. I mean, we are dealing with a franchise that was a, based off dreams and everything, but that movie just has a weird tone to it. And you can't tell whether some things are being like taken really serious. And then you go from there to him playing a video game. Uh, you know, it's just very strange tone. Um, so as much as I want to put it at superior, I I think I have to put it at A. Yeah, keep staring at me. Yeah. Okay. I'm Listen, do... I like the Friday the Thirteenth franchise more than I like Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, and I'm ranking it higher. Okay, because I think you. overall, I think overall the franchise uh, is an A level. I'm bumping you. I'm using one of my. Okay. It, it is, <laughs> I have to give this an F. I absolutely, and I can give you a million reasons why, and I understand how you feel about the remake. I hate the remake as well. And I do understand that, like, there are small little flaws of an Emerald Elm Street, but just the idea how Robert England plays the character every single, out of not every single adaptation, but every single installment of the franchise all has something so, like, I don't know, there's something, like, very different about each of them that gives its own charm. Also, I love how Wes Craven, like, redefines the horror genre every single decade. You know, we get, you know, from the 70s, the 80s, all the way into the 90s with Scream. So it's just such, I mean, I cannot see it anywhere else besides S. Because if you think about it, like we're ranking entire franchises, and a lot of these franchises doesn't have every one of the films are perfect. And if you want to think about like a, a franchise that's as close to as you know perfect as it possibly can, even though it went through hundreds of people's hands, like we're talking, you know, throughout the span of like making Nightmare on Elm Street, look at how many people worked on this and look how many like opportunities it had for it to go very wrong. And did it go wrong? I mean, yes, at certain times, but it still held up so well. So for me, it is an S. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> alien um okay so alien for me is definitely a hard one as well it's I, we're getting we're getting to the hard ones here because i really love alien i didn't love alien so much um alien or predator was fun um i'm gonna i think this is an easy b i really do without even i'll take your word for it you haven't watched them good uh, the only ones I've ever watched were the Alien versus Predator films, the one, and then the Requiem that came out in theaters. Um, had never seen uh, either of the original. I've never seen one Aliens or Part Three at all, or the newer stuff either. Oh, Alien Three. There's a story to that, and a lot of people's probably listening to this like, wait, Alien Three is probably like the worst one ever made. But there's so much that went into that as well. And David Fincher, we know he's very capable. Um, the studio took the film over from him um, after he shot it and completely butchered it. So we'll give it a little pass because a lot of people might say, oh, well, it might not be a B for that. But um, I, I definitely think giving it the benefit of the doubt and the fact that Alien and Aliens were so good and it's been such a like a consistent series. And Prometheus, Prometheus was good. It's getting a B. Perfect. The blog. Okay. Uh, the Blob. So the original Blob is a lot of fun. Um, it was ahead of its time, I think, back in the, what, 1957, 58? 
Right. Yeah. Somewhere, maybe even less than that. I can't remember. Um, I thought it was a. I thought it was really entertaining. Uh, the effects were really well done. Very creative with what they had. Uh, the remake is probably one of the best remakes that's out there as well. Uh, when people talk about you know great remakes in the world of horror, I always throw in the Blob. Um, there was a sequel that came out back in the seventies, I believe, from the um, like from directly from the original Blob called Beware the Blob, or also in some cases known as Son of Blob, uh, which was not very good. It very very low budget, very slow. I would probably throw the Blob in with probably. I'd put it at D level. I was not yep. expecting that. Yep. So, I mean, I really like the remake and everything, but uh, I think overall as a franchise, I think it's got a lot of flaws. Yeah, listen, guys, if you've never seen any of the blobs before, the one you need to see is that remake from the 80s. It is so good. It is so fun. Um, I remember Twilight Time put it out and it went out of print and I paid for 55 bucks which nowadays it's, that's a vinegar syndrome title but back then it was expensive to have to collect a movie for more than like 20 bucks so the fact that i went on my way and paid 55 bucks because i love the film so much and i wanted to own it i mean that should say something there so turning it over to the omen damien right next to the extra 666 no i'm uh See, The Omen to me is boring. I've not seen them all. I watched the sequel. The first one was okay. It sets right with Amityville, and a lot of people is like, oh, well, Amityville is great. And some people is like, Amityville is not so great. And I'm definitely in the group that's leaning towards not so great. Um, The Omen was not necessarily any better for me either. It's kind of like a franchise that. I forget about, you know, I don't forget about it existing, but it's just a very forgettable film. So what do you think? I think it's forgettable. Well, I, um, I've only seen the remake. Oh, so I have a weird story with trying to watch the original film, which I think I'll just explain on a later time because we're, we're pushing the time here tonight. But, um, yeah, I do have a story about trying to watch the first movie, um, and not, not having a, a good time watching it. Um, so I can't really I can't judge this franchise. I've only seen the remake. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a terrible job of like summarizing it because it's like how can you summarize an entire franchise and how you feel about every single film in a matter of 20 seconds? Because guys, we understand how long this takes, so we're really trying to fly through here. So I feel like we can't say much about them because we have to just rank them. But um, I mean, I, there's so much that could be said about all these, honestly. Um, and you know what? I'm sure Chris has a lot to say. Don't you, Chris, about this next one? And um, well, we need to tell them. We need to tell them. Um, the Omen t- for me gets a D. Okay. And, um, so moving on to um this little unknown film that you've probably never seen before, Chris. It's called Critters. I uh, never heard of it. No. So we'll just go ahead and put that down here. Just don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> if you know me. This is unfair uh, you know, too, guys. So he's gonna he's gonna definitely give you something completely crazy here, probably. So I wouldn't take okay. his word. <laughs> so if you know me, you know that I absolutely love everything related to the Critters franchise, uh, especially the first four. I think they are the most fun and entertaining films in the world of horror, and it's just 
the fun part of it uh, that makes it worthwhile. The first one can be scary at times, but it's it's made specifically to, um, you know, to to make you laugh, especially part two and part three. Um, four gets crap, but I think the acting in it is is really good, and the story is actually really good. Um, there are some stuff that came out. There was a TV series that came out in 2019 called Critters: A New Binge, which was not very good at all. There was a sci-fi movie that came out in 2019 as well called Critters Attacks, which a lot of people don't like. I thought it was a, a fun film and it was a fun follow-up for it. Definitely not on the par with uh, with uh, the first four, but based uh, a bias base, by the way, off my love, sincere love for this for this franchise. Uh, it is my favorite movie, favorite franchise ever created, and um, oh. the cre- I think the creatures in the film, the critters, when they mate, at least in the first, you know, first four, they look like real, real animals. I think they, you know, if you were watching that as a kid, it looks like something that could be a real life creature, and I thought that was a really cool. Um, so yes, um, I even know that the the last two films have sucked. Uh, for me, Critters is going superior. Even after the the last, like the ones that was on, um, what was that on again? That streaming service. It was supposed Shutter. to go. Was on, but it was supposed to yeah. go. Um, it was made almost like a it, web series. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a Verizon. <clears throat> um, I think it was Verizon. Was some type Fios? of like a something like that but it was like it was through Verizon and it was supposed to be a free streaming service that they provided but then that went out of business or got shut down or something before the film came out or before the series came out so they redid it and put it on Shutter um in a 10 10 episode run which is basically they they filmed it like a regular movie and just cut it into 10 minute segments uh the the the, the movie that came out afterwards Critters Attacks is not as good as what the other films in the franchise is either, but based off of my absolute love and passion for the first four movies, they can make 900 movies afterwards and they all suck. And I would still put it in superior. And you know what? I I know what it means to you. So as a friend, I am not going to, to bump that down. I would probably put it with, um, I mean, honestly, here's the thing. If you're going to talk about the, the most recent ones, it would definitely be pushed way down. If you're gonna talk about the first four films together, you know it's probably right around BC. But um, I mean, it's gonna be hard to to hold on to that rating with the the newest ones. But honestly, you could almost exclude those because part of the original like arc was like the four. You know what I mean, yeah, I could see yeah. you like forgetting about the the whole debacle we've had lately. Um, so the Hitcher. Um, I love the Hitcher. I think the Hitcher's great. Um, he does hitchhike in it, which is a plus, unlike dash cam. Um, so, you know, have you seen any of these Hitcher films past the first? I've seen the first and I love it. Yep. First one's great. Uh, the second one, uh, I think has like Jake Busey in it. Not good at all. Uh, not mm-hmm. awful or anything, but just, it's not really that good. The remake is one of those okay remakes, I think. It it tries too much to be like the first movie, but just doesn't succeed in it. Um, so I would probably put that around the D level. Really? Because I, I, I would probably give like the first Hitcher an A, but the other ones definitely did not interest me. I heard how bad the, the remake was as well. So I was like, is it a C or is it a D? You think D, really? 
it's between it kind of sets right on the border between C and D, in my personal opinion. I know people would probably hate me just because they, you know, the first one is so loved, but um, that's just where I got to put it. You know, honestly, though, I I think that whenever you think the Hitcher as a film, um, this is the first one, it's very very high marks. But if you think about the whole entire franchise, it's kind of like you scratch your head. It's like, is the Hitcher actually a franchise? So we're talking about franchises. So I, I I'm gonna go D as well. Yeah. This would be a tough one too, Chris. Um, Cloverfield, because it doesn't have many films. Yeah, I've only actually seen the first movie, and I thought the theater experience from the first one was a really cool experience. It's one of the best theater experiences I've ever had. The audio, it was that movie was made specifically to have a theater experience. And when you're in the theater watching it and the audio has uh there's a scene where the the army is like marching from uh, in front of you to the back of you or you know the camera guy or whatever and the audio in the theater literally goes from the, the only the the sound coming from the front of where the screen is and it literally jumps and makes its way across the theater to the back of you where you only hear it coming from behind you it was really really cool very atmospheric with it um doesn't have the same effect as it does on dvd or blu-ray watching it at home or anything um can't judge for the sequels never seen them but based off the first movie, my ranking would be um, a B-level ranking. Honestly, I'm okay with that because um, the sequel to it was about as good as the first. It was different. It wasn't like it wasn't filmed the same style, but um, it was it was well received. I think that people thought it was gonna be a whole entire series. Never happened, sadly. But um, you know, I, I think B B-level would be pretty good for it. This is another tough one. All these are tough because um now on the on the other hand we have Children of the Corn and Jesus how many how many do we have to go through with that? It's like has there been like eighty two of those as an adaptation? I mean, there is a lot. Uh, I believe that the remake. I, I I don't know if it's a remake or not, but there's a new one coming out um in a couple days. I think actually to streaming services, and I, I want to say it's like the tenth film in the franchise. No way. I have definitely not seen. Now, there was, I'm going to have to stand up and say there was one that was probably like 2009, 2010. And it was like a remake. And it was pretty good, honestly. And it was straight to video. Actually, actually I think it might be the, the 12th one in the franchise. Or 11th, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, because part, you know, part 6 was, uh, you know, 666. And then we had part 7, which was Revelations. Part eight, which was the remake, I believe. Um, and then we had The Runaway, which would have been nine. And then there was one after that. Genesis, I think, was 10. And then mm-hmm. now this one. So this, I think it's 11, possibly 12. I can't, I think I might be missing one. There is 12, yes. 12, okay. The one that came out in 2009. Yeah, that was the sci-fi. That was a sci-fi remake. And it honestly, like, I didn't hate it. Is that weird? I didn't hate it either. I think it's a lot of crap, though. Oh yeah, people hate it. And I'd be honest with you, I didn't. I didn't hate that one. That's the one I wanted to bring up because that's the one that's the most underrated. I was not a fan of the. Here's the thing: I can't say I love the remake that was on sci-fi, but not say I didn't like the original. But I didn't love the original either that much. Um, I did watch the second one. I I literally have only seen like five of these. I I really like part two and three, just how cheesy they are. 
just they're just fun, cheesy films. You can't really take them too serious. Didn't really care for part four, or part five, part six, or part seven, or part <laughs> eight, or whatever. But yeah, um, I oh. would probably put the franchise down at um, probably a D level. That's where I mean, honestly, that's where I put it, and it's very it's pushing F. It really is, and I think it's just because there's been so many the bad outweigh the good. But we'll give the benefit of the doubt of it being. You know, such a, <laughs> a long running series to keep going with it. So we'll, we'll bump them up one, give them a little credit there for for it. So D for that. Um, Creep Show. One of the best anthology movies ever made. Oh well. Um, it's a little long, but I think it doesn't it doesn't take away from how good it is. Uh, part two, really really fun, really good anthology as well. Uh, not as good as what the first film is. Uh, part three I've never seen, but I've heard really bad things. Um, the TV series is really well done as well. The one that's on Shutter, uh, Creep Show, the series. I think they're on season three or something now, or they already made three. Yeah. I don't know if it's continuing on or not, but that's a really fun uh, TV series as well. I would put this franchise at um, probably an A or B. It probably borders the line of A and B. I I could get behind B. You want to do B? Yeah, we'll put it B. Um, I think that's fair. And it's a hit or miss. I mean, uh, the Creepshow television series was Shudder's most watched television series ever did. And for all the right reasons, there were a couple that were not so great on like episodes of it. But you know what was really cool is they brought together a lot of like indie filmmakers today. And they like really pulled off something that was special. So that was something that you definitely is worth checking out on Shutter. Um yeah, like Creep Show, Creep Show 2. I really enjoyed both of those. Creep Show 3, not so much. Um, so yeah, okay. We'll go with B. I know what you did last summer. I did not I've not watched the um the remake. You said it was terrible, right? The well, there's okay. So the original one I know what you did last summer. Uh, I thought it was a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent ripoff of Scream. The sequel I still know what you did last summer. Not very good. Um, takes place in like the Bahamas or something. Uh, part three I'll always know what you did last summer. Doesn't have anything to do with the first two films. Just name alone in in, in uh, business wise. Um, there's a TV series. I I watched like half of the first episode and I never never had any interest in finishing it. And then it got canceled by Amazon or whatever company released. I think it was Amazon. Uh, and because it was canceled, I was like, well, I don't really want to go back and watch it now because I already know that it doesn't get picked up. Um, I would probably put that at uh, I put it at D. That's right. I think the first movie. I think the first movie is what well, is a good enough ripoff of the scream to to qualify for that. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. The first one was okay. Um, that's about where it ends for me. Do we know anything about the Brotherhood? Uh, nope, never seen it. Me either. How about the ABCs of Death? You watch those? Uh, I have seen the first one. I absolutely hated it. Honestly, it's one of those. Fr- <laughs> yeah, it's one of those movies where it's an anthology, but it's not based off like. Um, any type of continuity or anything. It's just 27 different filmmakers all given different letters, and then they have to make a short film uh, based off of that letter that they're given. And it's a cool concept, but 
it seemed like every single one of those was either someone trying to be really artsy or just trying to be really, really dumb with it. And it doesn't work. Uh, did not like it. It's really, really, really long. Every single, you, you get about halfway through it and you're like, man, I'm ready for this to be over with already. <laughs> and then it still has like another, you know, 15 letters left to, to go through and you're just ready to be done. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, they're not, they're not very fun to like the actual story themselves aren't fun. And they're not able to really get deep into it either because they're only like what, four or five minutes each. And you can do a lot in four or five minutes, but honestly, after you just keep watching the same four or five minute, like by letter, it's just not. And they had some really good filmmakers behind it as well, which is great. But um, I give it an F. What do you think? Um, Yeah. I'm on the same page because I, I did see some of the second one and it was not good either. Hostel. Hostel in Eli Roth movie, his way to do what kickstarted the whole freaking torture porn concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not a fan of this movie. Did not like the, the sequel to it either. Um, I'm not a fan of this style of, of filmmaking or this style of, of, of movies. Um, I got to put it down there with uh, with D. Or wait, hang on. Uh, F. I gotta put it down there in the F level category. I won't argue with that. Um, have you seen the third one? Uh, I did, but I don't remember anything about it. It's like a Vegas thing. Um, I think it. I think it was. I think it was my favorite of the franchise. Like, I don't remember anything about it, but I think I liked it better than part one and two. We well, yeah, they did a lot of interesting stuff with it, honestly. Um, Blade. I've never seen any of Blades. Uh, me either. We'll just put it down to I don't know right now. Um, we'll skip Shake Rattle and Roll unless you've seen them. I've never heard of it. Um, Night of the Demons. This is a good one. Okay. Uh Night of the Demons. Uh really fun. Um Oh my god, I forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> uh think- Kevin Tenney. Sorry, Kevin Tenney, who directed uh also directed Witchboard, uh did Night of the Demons. Uh, really, really fun. Uh, takes place on Halloween. It's one of the one of the better, you know, Halloween themed horror films. Um, fun, cool effects. Very, very cheesy. Very low budget. You gotta, you gotta know what you're getting into because it's it's kind of outrageous with everything that happens. I uh, really like the idea of demons instead of being zombies. You know, a lot of people always just do the easy zombie thing, and this was demons, so it's different. They they have their own unique style to it. Part two is very out there as well. Some of the hilarious, hilarious storytelling and, and effects in the second one, which makes it fun. It's it's so over the top that it's fun. It's so ridiculous. Uh, part three was a direct-to-video uh, film as, uh, from the franchise. And even though that it's nowhere near part one and two, it's still fun. You still have the Angela character um, in that as well. Um, there's some weird computer effects in there that kind of are really dated but I still had fun with it. Uh, the remake, uh, I thought the remake was very, very hit and miss in a lot of aspect of it because I really like Edward Furlong. He's one of my favorite actors and he's in the film. I thought he did a really good job with it. The effects were not too good for the remake, but the story was there because it's, it's, you know, the same story as the first movie, really just a Halloween night party. All of a sudden there's demons in the house, yada, yada, yada. Uh, just not very well executed, but still, can be fun at times so i give the uh, the whole entire franchise uh i'd put it at the c level i agree and um the amyville horror i think honestly um would go right there at c level as well and reason being is that there are some 
good ones, not great. And then there are some really bad ones that are unforgivably bad. <laughs> and there we go. Well, uh, I really like the first two Amityville films. Um, if you really deal with Amityville, you can go into two different directions because they have like the original franchise, which stays close intact with the original story and everything. And then you can jump into the whole independent filmmaker making any movie they want to can now throw in the title of Amityville movie. It does not even have to have anything to do with it. You can just be like Amityville couch and you can have about a killer couch <laughs> or whatever. It does it. not, doesn't fucking matter what you make your movie about, but you can still title it the Amityville something uh, because it's not copywritten. You cannot copyright a town. So anybody can make something. There's like, there's over, over 50 Amityville films and about 48 of them are awful. <laughs> but, you know, putting it in the sea level, I think, is very fair on both ends. Because, like, they're awful films, but there was a 2016 Tyler that was sitting around laughing and making fun of all these films. Because, like, they're so, like, outrageously, like, bad that they're almost good. Like, they're, like, they're seriously, like, they're so bad, they're good kind of films. Yeah. And no uh, here about how bad they can get. And just to let you know, um, I'm actually going to be in one of them. So um, hey. I'm going I'm to be in one of them coming out, I think, probably either 20, late 2023 or early 2024. Hopefully it'll be 2023. Uh, but it's called Amityville Turkey Day. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So it is a direct sequel to one that came out uh, either last year or the year before. I can't remember. It was called Amityville Thanksgiving. Uh, mm. It's a direct sequel to that one. So I will be uh, I'll have a, a small little part in that mm. as a. Uh, my first uh first official acting role but it's a voiceover acting role so is it being filmed locally or is it filmed somewhere completely out of here somewhere else yeah it's not filmed anywhere near me uh which is why i'm doing a voiceover for it because i can't travel so uh, i'm lucky enough to be able to be a part of it and even though it's you know it's one of those amityville films where it's thrown in there with a lot of horrible horror movies and i have no idea how the outcome of the actual quality of the film is going to be uh, I'm just lucky to to be able to be a part of something and have a you know have a role in a movie. So sweet. All right. So Cabin Fever is next, and this so is superior. No, <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, um, not a fan of this franchise at all, and I don't even know if I could give it a D. Um, uh, I don't know, Eli. Roth, see, Eli Roth has something where his films are all bad. But there's something also about it that's kind of forgivable. I don't know how to even describe how I feel about Eli Roth's films. And how many sequels has it been to that? Three, four? Uh, there's, I think there's four sequels, four sequels. in all. Um, I think it's been remade twice already. Uh, but uh, I like the idea, and I like the effects, and I think the first movie has a lot of good quality to it. But there's some parts of it that are just so fucking out there and so fucking dumb mm. that it takes away from 90% of the good from the film. And I end up hating the movie because of it. there's one particular scene that makes me absolutely hate this film. And if you've seen the movie, you know what it is. It's the pancake thing where the young kid bites the guy and just yells pancakes for no fucking reason and then does Kung Fu. Um, absolutely <laughs> annoying and stupid. I absolutely hate this movie because of that scene alone. And then the ending too, where I know you know exactly what I'm talking about with the ending of the film, with the grocery store worker getting the guns and everything. Um, 
I can't believe it's even made, but it's great. Um, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta put this at the same level. You put it at a at a D. I would probably put it down there at the F level with with Hostel and stuff. I I I don't like this franchise. I I like the second one actually. The second one was a lot of fun. I think Ty West originally made the second film and had a lot of problems uh, during production with producers and everything. And so like the final version isn't anything that Ty West wanted to to have out there. But uh, I think that film is actually a really entertaining film. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is another tough one for me because I avoid this like the plague. Evil Bong. How many have you seen of these, Chris? Uh, I have seen five of these. And I know there's probably about eight or nine of them by now. But um, the first three are, they're not good movies by, at all. Like they're not. But I, I see why they were made. They have a certain audience to them. And, and you know the audience just by, based off the title alone. But it, they start getting into the point to where they are made without having any connection whatsoever to horror films. There was one of my watch last year that had no kills in it whatsoever. There was no deaths. There was nothing scary in it. There was nothing. It was a 100% comedy. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing related to horror whatsoever at all. Like 0%. Um, so I don't know why the franchise would even like, I don't, I don't understand the reason for the franchise even existing really. Um, I would, it's gotta be F Money. for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But if you're basing them, if you're basing a franchise, like a horror franchise, like, I don't know, it's just, it's, it doesn't even belong in that category. So it's, it's, it's weird. How do you make money on something that you, you can't even cater to your own audience? Oh, hey, <laughs> I love that. Um, all right. So we have a pretty reasonable list here. Um, I know we are running out of time. So if you want to, you want to get on here, Chris, and just pick like maybe like we'll pick a few of them, like rank a couple, maybe like you like rank like an S or like an A. He's like some favorites. Okay, well, uh, we'll go with uh, Pet Cemetery. Okay. So I think the first Pet Cemetery movie is one of the best Stephen King adaptations ever created. Um, it's one of the most darker films in horror as well. Uh, you have the killer cat. You have the, the kid that gets killed and comes back. Very, very creepy, very scary, even in terms of the book. I've read the book. I really love the book. Um I got to put the franchise. I mean, I like the second one too. Again, Edward Furlong hated the remake. Absolutely hated the remake. Unnecessary. Uh, but based off the first film alone, um, I'm going to go with a uh, B category B. Oh yeah. I would agree with you there. I was hoping you would go like B. Um, I didn't hate the remake, honestly. Um, I'm looking here to see what I would probably rank high. Cause there's a couple here that kind of caught my eye. And I know the thing is we don't really have any like super early classics on here. So part of me wants to talk about my two. Okay. Well, I just want to give a shout out. I'm on a rank. I'll, I'll rank these quickly. Um, but I do want to give a shout out to my two favorite monsters. Um, my favorite monster is probably the invisible man, but Frankenstein has a lot as well. And these are my two absolute favorites. I mean, The Bride of Frankenstein is my favorite adaptation. The Hammer Run of Frankenstein is fantastic. 
Um, I think that the original Invisible Man was absolutely beautiful and stunning. So without saying anything else, I think that they both deserve, I think the Invisible Man deserves the A tier. And I also think that Frankenstein deserves the A tier. Those are the two, that's about as high as I'll get with the classic monsters. Because they are, you know, they are very early prototypes of what we know as horror today. But um, if you look at those two examples, The Invisible Man was an excellent, um, excellent film, beautiful um, cinematography for what it was. I mean, it really kind of like had like a lot of like little magic tricks, they would call them to where like you would see. And then Frankenstein had so much going for it. And then it spawned onto something that we see and left today. And there's been some really shitty Frankenstein adaptations, I know. But let me tell you, the ones that are good, which are most of them are really good. And hey, The Invisible Man, it's been remade. And that was actually really good too, but it had nothing to do with The Invisible Man. But it was really, really solid. So, A tier for both yeah. of those for me. Can't say I've ever seen any of those actually. So, Oh, I recommend both for sure. Uh, we know that uh, that Scream is one of our all-time, all-time favorite horror films. Uh, we, we both love the Scream franchise. One, two, three, even four to that matter. Even four... Uh, is is still enjoyed by us, uh, especially the, the new one they came out as well. Scream Five was good. We look forward to Scream Six. It definitely gets an A ranking. Yes. Yeah, A tier. I think um very fair for it, that. If we were ranking only the first one, it would be uh, superior. Yeah. Um, uh, but the fact that everything else exists uh, pushes it down a little bit. The Scream is a masterpiece, but the other ones are they're good. Um, Scream Four was eh, it was all right. It was good. You know how I feel about that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So, The Shining is that a franchise? Well, technically, because you have Doctor Sleep now, uh, there was also the the Shining TV series. Well, not the miniseries that came out. That was like done, I think it was directed by Mick Garris. I guess considering with that, there are technically three films. Yeah, I guess. I was just like trying. I was like thinking because I was like, well, there has been like yeah, other adaptations. So I guess you could say that's a franchise. Um. Okay. So thinking about something that's really, really good here. There's nothing. I'm kidding. <laughs> um. This is tough because I have a couple I want to highlight. Let's go ahead and talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre because this will be really quick because we've talked about it briefly on the show before. Um. We actually all your entire Fright Fights crew went out to watch this together not too long ago, a couple months ago. And it's absolutely a masterpiece. Chris found a lot of stuff. I think that he liked about it. Um, and I, you know, I absolutely adore the film. I think it's S tier all the way. Um, some of the later ones weren't quite as good, but I think that the series held such a strong influence from its, you know, key releases that it could easily could go in the A or do you think B? I think it might hit A. Um, based on the first movie alone, it would be A. There are some really awful films in the franchise that never needed to be made to begin with, but uh, I would put it based off just the first movie in the A category. Mm-hmm. Same here. You know, I think that we should... Um, do you see any other ones here you wanted to highlight? Because I have a bunch... Well, there's a there's something on there there's, that I see that we don't really talk much about, and um, it's not of the living dead. So I, you know, I think the first, the first George Romero film is one of the greatest 
zombie films ever created. I even absolutely love part two and it's actually my favorite of the, um, sorry, I always say part two, but uh, Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite films ever made as well. Uh, Day of the Dead is a lot of fun. And it, I know that he did, you know, Diary of the Dead and Land of the Dead and uh, what was the other survival of the dead and stuff, which weren't very good movies. But I think based off the first three films, uh, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, that that trilogy can be listed up in the A categories as well. Where am I? Am I not seeing it? Right above Psycho. Psycho. There it is. Okay. Where'd you put it at again? I would put it in the A category up there with uh, just based off the first three films. I I think I can agree with that, honestly. I'm cool with it. Um, you know something that I think we should close on? The final ranking? Sure. It is Halloween. And saving the, the one that's going to be so tough to rank for last. Because <clears throat> here's the thing, Mike. <laughs> if you're listening, close your ears. Because Mike, this is like Mike's Nightmare on Elm Street. This is like Mike's Critters. This is like, he would put it in the S tier. We know he would. So yeah, he me, would. it feels hypocritical for not including Mike in on, the, on this decision. But um honestly, let's just be let's just let's just say it. Okay. Um Halloween is very good. It is also quite flawed. There are when the good gets good for Halloween, the bad gets really, really bad. Resurrection <laughs> isn't even a film at this point. It's an absolute yeah. atrocity. Rob Zombies, Halloween, oh, atrocious. Jesus Christ. Um H2, pretty much atrocious. That was not good. Uh, and, and you know I didn't care for the 2018 version of Halloween either. I uh, didn't like Halloween. I, like that I, didn't, I didn't like Halloween ends, uh, but then I did like Halloween kills. So um, even though that uh, but I like... Halloween, Halloween 2, even Halloween 3. Halloween 3. Yeah, good. and that's the thing because, listen, like I like the Friday the 13th franchise more than I like the Halloween franchise. No. Like Jason is Jason is my favorite of the of the main ones. I love the character of Jason. Um and you know I I enjoy those movies more. So I I've got to put it right there at the same level. It's got to be a B category for me. I'll be honest with you. That's exactly what I was going to do. Cuz okay, let's look at it. So obviously we said B right, yeah. Okay. So obviously, like the Nightmare on Elm Street, I know that you said A, but for me, it, it, I'm telling you, whenever I see, okay, we have Freddy Krueger, we have Jason Voorhees, um, we have Michael Myers. So let's just look at these three, um, because obviously these are the three most prominent ones you see around all the time in conversation. Um, even the GP horror, you know, it's it's absolutely these are the three. I think that the strongest, taking the movie out of the equation, just the character, for me, I feel like, and I feel like you might agree too, I know, I know that Jason's your favorite, and I think that he has a lot going for him as well, but something about Freddy Krueger is just amazing. I don't know. It's just like, he's so funny, he's so terrifying, the effects are great. <laughs> Yeah, there's more character art Same. to Freddy than the other ones because the other ones are just people behind a mask. That's all it is. Right. Uh, so Robert England brings out the character of Freddy. He, you know, he displays 
so emotion and the comedy aspect of it as well, but the the fear in it, it's all Robert England. And that's why the remake, you know, failed is because they, they did not focus on that part. They just threw somebody in there and put on the same type of costume and it just didn't work. Um, but yeah, the, the first, um, you know, the original franchise of it is, is very entertaining and very fun and almost on every aspect of the films. So, and I can't say that with Halloween. I mean, I, I really, really enjoy all the Halloween movies up till resurrection. Um, but I still enjoy other movies. Like if you gave me an option, if you were like, here, not Elm street, Friday the 13th or Halloween, which one of these do you want to watch a film from at this moment? I would probably choose a Friday the 13th movie. It's just a very easy, simple watch with a lot of fun. And Oh, dude, I have a blast watching them. I mean, honestly, so making me the choice between Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, or Halloween, it, all above. I mean, it's hard to even decide. But um, I do consistently like Freddy the most. And um, so I think to just sum this up, um, if somebody's not actually seeing what we're seeing, um, if you're watching on YouTube, you might see this. Um, but let's go ahead and just recap our list. So starting at the F tier, which is the absolute worst, we have The Howling, Human Centipede, Boogeyman, Lake Placid, ABCs of Death, Hostel, and Evil Bong. And that is quite the list. I can see why. Yeah. And then uh, coming in above that category, uh, in the D level category, we have Resident Evil, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Scanners, Wishmaster, Feast, The Blob, The Omen. The Hitcher, Children of the Corn, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and Cabin Fever. Which, all appropriate levels, I think, they, they all hold right above the other films there, so. Yeah, we really, I think that, I thought we would have, like, more disagreements, but I think that, really, our list, I think we're pretty much in almost agreement with. We feel pretty good about it. Um, Coming in at the sea level, we have Silent Night, Deadly Night, The Fly, Open Water, Scary Movie, The Lost Boys, Ginger Snaps, I Spit on Your Grave, Night of the Demons, and the Amityville Horror. Yeah, and you can see like the level of quality as you're going up too, because uh, going from you know Children of the Corns up to like the Silent Night, Daily Nights, and Night of the Demons and stuff, it's the quality did jump up a bit. But then we go into category B with Friday the Thirteenth, The Exorcist, Candyman, Cloverfield, Alien, Creepshow, Pet Cemetery, and Halloween. And those are just all, I mean, honestly, they could be A tier. Like, those are really getting into some good ones. Um, the A tier, though, is The Thing, The Evil Dead, Phantasm, The Invisible Man, Frankenstein, Scream, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Night of the Living Dead. All of those are just fantastic series. And then we go into our superiors, which are basically our favorites, no matter what the situation is given. Um, so you could throw out anything and you could say, you know, oh, there's 15 more Nightmare on Elm Street movies coming out. All of them are going to suck. I'm pretty sure your rating is not going to change. Same thing with me for Critters. You know, it's it's a passion of mine. I absolutely love the franchise, no matter what. Uh, if I was the only person in the world that liked it, I would still rank it as high as I do, you know? Mm -hmm. 
it's it's one of those things that we just we love them we always will there's nothing going to change our mind about them and they're going to be superior above everything else so awesome so i had a great time doing this i think it's really fun um i mean maybe we could do some more tier lists in the future so if you guys want to see us cover any particular topics for our tier list um you can always throw that out there for us we'd love to cover it and um yeah i had a great time yeah me too and i want to do this again and i'd like to do like a franchise ranking as well i'd pick one of these franchises yeah and go through and talk about each film and do a ranking list just like this or we can even do like um the three, like we do like Halloween, Friday the 13th, and Nightmare, and just the films from that. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Just rank the films individually from each one of those. Awesome. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in for this week's episode. Um, we'll be back to the regular schedule programming, hopefully in a couple days or next week. So if you're hearing this, it's right around the corner. Yep. And uh, if you haven't yet, go to our Facebook page, Fright Fights Podcast, and like and follow. And also follow us and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts at. So you can check in with us all the time uh, on a weekly or biweekly uh, updates. Sweet. All right. See you guys. Later.